Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. More temple-based shenanigans, I'm afraid, gang. But as a nice little refreshing treat, this time is told almost exclusively as a first-person story from the mouth of the myth, the legend, the one and only Nehemiah. Let's let him tell his tale. Okay, uh, that exile happened way back, yeah, right? The walls fell down and basically it was a right state all the way over there. (laughs) Christ, I tell you what, I cried and I cried. I wept so hard, in fact, that I decided to go have a word with God. I said, listen, God, you're brilliant. You know you are. You are the turbo best. So have a listen to this. I am terribly sorry for all the shit that we, your people, have done, right? We have been the worst ever, and I am frankly amazed you haven't simply done away with a lot of us. We have broken a few laws. All right, all right then, most of them. Pretty much all of your laws, okay? All of your laws we broke. Admittedly, for a while, we we were breaking them because we did not have them and I think that's only fair but no 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 not making excuses listen we broke those rules you told Moses that if we turned away from you you'd turn away from us fair enough right fair's fair but you did also say to Moses you would always always have our back and you would always return like if we come back to you you'd sort of bring us out, like sort us out, bring us home, so could you do that? You do remember saying that, don't you, about the bring us home thing? Come on, mate, like sort it out, yeah? Me? Oh, I'm uh, Nehemiah, I'm the cupbearer of the king of Persia, I give him his wine. It is actually quite a respectable role. Anyway, so one day, right, I'm giving the king some wine, as is my role as cup-bearer to the king, and he asks why I'm sad. I'm clearly not ill, and he cannot comprehend any man being sad without being ill. But he's my boss, you know, we get along pretty well, so I told him. I said I thought he was a cool king, and it was neat that he never killed me, but... My people's city is fucked. And that makes a fella sad, you know? He said he gets it, I'm not sure if he did, but he told me he gets it, and he asked what I wanted. So I went ahead and I asked him, right? I asked him if he wouldn't mind if I went to Judea and helped rebuild the place. Sort those walls out, and him and his queen, his queen was there, right? Him and his queen asked me how long doing all this would take me. This was great news, as they were essentially giving me permission to just go ahead and sort it out. So I asked for a little more 
help uh, for the for the king to let everyone know, right? Everyone between Persia and Jerusalem know who I was, that I wasn't to be killed, because that would be just my luck. Get the king's approval to do the work of God, then get fucked the moment I leave Persia. He said cool, right? He could sort all that out, and furthermore, he'd be able to hook me up with the equipment that I'd need to rebuild all those walls and gates and that. So with all of this, I head out on my journey. Not everyone was happy, and as I made my way to Jerusalem, you could tell a few of these guys were chomping at the bit to attack and kill me, but true to his word, my mate, the King of Persia, had sorted it so they wouldn't actually do anything. And I get myself to Jerusalem, unharmed I may add, I have a look at the broken walls and gates. I've not yet told anyone what I had come to do. They, they were, well, curious about me. I told them straight up, we should fix these gates, and then told them God and the king were on our side. So I kept my secret plan to myself for about two sentences. A personal record for me, to be honest. Old secret unkeeper, they call me. Never put Nehemiah in goal if the ball turns into a secret. That's what the lads used to say about me. Cracking gag. Admittedly, right, it's not the best analogy, but you see what they were getting at. Good fellas they were. Anyway, right, when I told the peeps that we had to fix those walls and gates, they were all up for it. I say all. Uh, there were a few of the old guards taking the piss out of me, but I thought, you know, I'll just tell them to get fucked, and the problem sort of sorted itself out then. So we started with the sheep gate, and then we went on to the fish gate, right? Now, uh, just to step away from Nehemiah for a minute, Bible does a classic Bible move at this point and falls out of the story to painstakingly list the names of everyone who works on each of these gates and each of the segments of wall. It goes on and on, tedious but probably interesting to someone. I mean, I do wonder if these bits I rush past and ignore. There must have been a reason to include these sections in the books, all those lists of names, but it seems utterly redundant. Anyway, I'll be the first to admit this is Greg lacking rather than Bible, but anyway, let's, let's drop back into the tale. Sabalat was angry. Sabalat, no, I don't know who he was. He was just some fella who was fucking angry. Anyway, right, Sabalat, angry. Doesn't matter, does not matter, some dude angry. I think he was mad that the wall was being rebuilt and started mocking the Jews who were working on the wall. The usual mocking of, your wall's shit, it'll be a rubbish wall, I bet you don't even know how to make a wall, unless it's a shit wall, your experts are making shit walls, your shit wall cunt, like childish silliness like that it was. We, we asked God to make pricks of them, and that just made uh, Sabala and his mates even angrier. So, to be on the safe side, we posted guards at each of the gates. We told all the families who lived by those gates to be ready to fight should anything kick off, and every Everyone was just spoiling for the rug. I told everyone that there was no need to be afraid because, you know, capital G has our back and that seemed to chill him out a little and the guards seemed happy enough to sit about and, and guard the wall as we carried on building. A few people started moaning, but that's just what they do, you know, about how they were concerned about a famine going on. You see, a lot of us Jews didn't really have much money or food because shitloads of the nobles, or, or nob-els as I call them, right, they had bought the fields and vineyards that people worked on and were withholding all this food and all the money and generally being pricks. 
So I called them all Bellends. Charging their own people interest and starving their own people, I tell you. I told them, right? They are selling their own. Asked if they fear God and managed to make them see sense. In the end, I got all the bricks together and made them promise in front of like everyone and in front of God. They did, and that flare-up kind of died down, which was a relief, if I'm honest. Uh, right, so the, the walls all get done, okay? Then uh, Sabala, that fucking idiot, right? He tries to trick me into breaking some of God's laws, just being a dick for the sake of it, I reckon. But I was wise to him, and when he was saying, oh, run in there while you're a worker, is that I'm not allowed to go in the temple. You know, poof, wise to it. I knew his game, right? So I, I, I told him to go get fucked. He wasn't going to get me. He tried spreading some shit about me, but no one bought it. So the wall gets completed and all the surrounding nations are bricking it. Jews on top again. I was fucking delighted, mate. So with that done, it falls to old Muggins here to dish out the roles of musicians and gatekeepers and Levites. I, I told them which gates they should be looking after and everything was kind of dope, man. Like, I, I then get everyone to come together for some food. We ate and had a rad time. It was the best. And then I kind of... Right, I teach everyone how to worship and who's doing what during the worship. It was a bit tedious, if I'm honest with you, but, you know, everyone listened. Um, thanks, thanks, Nehemiah. Right, this is the rest of the book. Nehemiah teaches everyone how to love God properly and how they should be acting. He reads out the books of Moses and everyone realises they shouldn't have married foreign women. And it turns out every fucker is married to a foreign woman. So the last few paragraphs of this one is everyone just being told off for marrying the foreign women and everyone divorcing the foreign women. A little bit of a downer to an otherwise quite cheery book, but... There we go, that's, uh, that's Nehemiah for you. Next, next time, we have the very final book of the narrative section. That'll be exciting, won't it? Anyway, sleep tight. Thank you for listening to A Better Bible. Now we need you to spread the word. Rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Follow the Twitter in the episode description and let us know how we changed your life, why you love us, how you need us. Share this with the world. Evangelize like a bastard.